0: But we can tell the audience that, hey, oh, I say the audience like there's people that don't know our relationship <laughs> listening nice, to this. <laughs> yeah. Nice it's just Simon. us to enjoy us later. <laughs> hey, Ivan. <Simon. laughs> hey, Bob. Sister
1: Sarah, oh, yeah. in that moan.
2: Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Paragon Marathon. I'm little sister Sarah, uh, <laughs> one of your hosts today.
0: Uh, hey, marathoners. I'm Dan,
1: the middle brother. Hello, marathoners. I'm Tom, the oldest sister. Brother. Jesus. Look <laughs> at the word sister. <laughs>
2: I'm going to use that. No. no, It's
0: fine. <laughs> <laughs> Told you this is harder than it sounds. So hard.
2: I'm Tom. Mm. So hard. Big guess.
0: Yeah, no, this is a very exciting day for us. Sarah and I have had such a good time exploring classic heroes like Heracles and Shrek. And today we brought out the big guns. That's right. You thought we were pretty cool. But did you know there's an even bigger one of us? And he's here to
1: teach you about yeah, Thor. Yeah, the original. You've tried <laughs> or the
2: original. <laughs> yeah, you've you original
1: you've, sip. You've had the yes. Now try the and.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, you got to keep that well, heat this whole episode. Here we go.
2: Yeah, I'm so excited to talk today about um, Thor. And just like really get into the actual roots of the mythology of it and, you know, talk about the history of the comics. Um, I think this is a huge episode. So we might have to do this again because cut it into a two parter. I mean, there's so much content, there's so much to talk about. And I honestly just love having Tom on the show too. He's-
0: it changes our dynamic. So I'm going to get in here yeah. first and claim the role of bad boy talking to you about cool comic book Thor. And all his sunglasses and dabbing.
1: (laughs) Canonical dabbing. (laughs) And I'm going to scrape Dusty Tomes. (laughs) Thanks, Dusty Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Dusty Tomes,
0: good to see you on this leg of the Paragon Marathon. (laughs) I don't want to do it. I don't
2: want to do it. It doesn't feel good.
0: The the title, though? I just got to stretch my legs a bit and talk about Thor. (laughs) (laughs) Give <laughs> me some electrolytes from the Thunder God. Whoa, that's pretty solid, actually. There it is. See, some of it's gonna be usable. That's my philosophy.
1: <laughs>
2: <It's> just <laughs> like oh,
0: <God>. Ymir's body. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my god. That segue done gave me whiplash. I like
1: it. It was abrupt. <laughs> but yes, i um, here for it. So, okay, I get. Yeah. I think that at the end of this discussion, we will certainly, between the films, the comics, and the Scandinavian folklore, have <laughs> yeah. plenty of valid ground to compare Thor directly to Jesus. Different Thors. Well, yeah, yeah like all three of them, though. I think that like uh, a center... Uh, oh, Tom, is-
0: you think there's only one Marvel Thor? No, well, but
1: I'm excited to learn. I'm excited I'm
0: swirling to learn. a chalice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you don't even know no, how many
0: stores I've discovered.
1: But I'm excited to share with you how much DNA they all share in this sort of like late Dark Ages Christianizing thread that like really Ooh. ties directly into the nature of storytelling in Europe and what like monks were doing and how Christianity was spreading at the time. That. These stories were getting written down for like the first time ever.
0: Oh heck yes. Like I was just thinking of that image, uh the necklaces they would have. Mm -hmm. It like Thor's hammer turns Mm. into a cross real easy. Super easy. And then I have a huge list of like Silver Age enemies, because you could tell a lot about a hero from his foes. (laughs) Then I will go through rapid fire.
2: Okay, incredible. And we'll probably be getting that uh getting into that more in part two, just because there's so much to cover with Thor, but probably more of the comics and movies we'll be looking at in part two.
0: But before we think about that, let's talk about the whitest person, Thor.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: Baby, no,
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean someone had to do it. Thank you. I have a <laughs> I have a Douglas Adams quote about Thor that you could maybe use. In-
0: ooh, ooh.
1: Uh, so Thor was the god of thunder, and frankly, acted like it.
2: is that a fart joke (laughs) I
1: I don't yeah I mean maybe that's from the long dark time of the soul
0: played well with the crowd of Thor fans you know yeah it's succinct (laughs) but I think it's you know pretty good interesting yeah he might be something big one day (laughs) he's got my stamp of approval (laughs) someone to watch you did good kid (laughs) yeah
2: So, as someone who's currently a bit hungover and maybe a touch high, could you go into that quote first?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Will you expand on that? Will I uh, ruminate? Yeah. Let me do it. Um, Thor is uh, a, a Scandinavian, Scandinavian deity with many sort of similar names. Thunar, uh, Thor. Uh, I forget all the other ones, but there are others. Uh, he was worshipped by Germanic peoples in... Uh, Eastern Europe, Central Europe, and Northern Europe, and eventually Western Europe, a little bit, uh, as part of the Norse Pantheon. Uh, ooh, what do I, what's in the quick intro? So he's uh, got a red beard, red hair, famously, not blonde, uh, super strong, ooh. loves to fight, often foolish. He's sort of the uh, himbo archetype, <gasps> noble himbo. <gasps> That's what I was going to describe the uh, Marvel Thor
0: as, for sure, as magic Himbo. So
1: there we go. Yeah. We've got some consistency. He was mm. actually the patron god of sailors and farmers, especially. There's a lot of Thor stuff that's fertility.
0: Oh, cool. Farmers. That stuff.
1: He, and, and that's because his role is he was sort of seen as the chief protector of humans and, and of the, you know, AC or the, the good guy, quote unquote, gods.
0: Mm-hmm. Again, wow, that uh, really fits a superhero myth, huh? Right. Yeah, like it this does. role of
1: protector. So he wasn't, for those who don't know, he wasn't the most important, or he wasn't the you know the top spot in the Norse-Germanic pantheon. That was Odin, um, <laughs> who is Thor's father uh, and the war god. So interestingly, Thor is associated with like fighting a lot, and certainly he participates in war against the giants, who are sort of the elemental, like other world threat to the gods and human stand-ins primordial terrors of the unknowable world or whatever you want to call them but so thor's fighting but he's also noble and he's he's about protecting humans whereas odin has other stuff that he wants and we can talk about him later if necessary but he he's sort of only interested in humans in terms of like finding the really primo ones to add to his army to fight the end of days ragnarok kind of thing so thor really yeah so, he
2: collects people. Yeah,
1: he's looking for the best of the best for Valhalla. So, like, Thor is dumb, but he, uh, you know, he, I guess he, I was going to say he has a good heart. Not necessarily. He's stalwart. Um, yeah, it sounds like he really knows
0: his purpose and is happy with it. Yeah, like, passionate. his lot in life. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. And he's confident, uh, but he's not subtle. So he, he definitely has a more uh, familial relationship with humankind than Odin does.
2: All right. Yeah, and I guess that translates to well, obviously the comics pretty clearly in his like day to day saving people, but like in the movies that seemed to be important to him of like people and community. It was unclear if like Asgard, if everyone in Asgard was like a god or like Yeah, they're kinda they're like a human
0: race of space yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, I so, was gonna say like adapting the mythology to the more modern take it's like the differences uh, that are jumping out to me are uh like the role of family and those kind of archetypes because they like give a lot of stress to his role with Loki and uh and his dad odin who and there's like a lot of like clear lines of succession that are much closer to the Jesus narrative mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: yeah I guess i I just never expected um him to be dealing with like human issues so much i've been playing the game god of war which clearly like twists the mythology a lot like there's a lot changing there because they just threw in some gods uh but the way they paint like the aesir gods is like you know they go for like the brutal reality kind of side of it but like it's just huge dicks that don't give a hoot
1: Mm -hmm.
0: give a hoot capricious like the greek ones were right which was important in that series
1: well, and that's I think that God of War does that well, and that's an interesting thing to talk about with Norse deities, is that uh there's the Aesir and the veneer. And mm. uh the veneer are very much associated with some things that sort of sound like Thor's MO, uh like the earth itself, the living earth, like um magic in the sense that the Germanic peoples understood it, uh fertility, like life, Ooh. vibrancy, that kind of stuff. And the Aesir are more like, you know, metal and war and um, you know, like Impressive and good things, but like, uh,
0: like kind of industry based. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> mm,
1: colonial. maybe, maybe. Yeah, Like, like, <laughs> and the, you know, dramatic peoples were, did I show you that cool map of migration patterns? Because like oh, these, yes. were, these were people who were moving around and like war was very, very much a central part of life for many of these peoples. And so, some people, this I think this is just a cool aside. You know, do you guys know what like uh, euhemerist means or like euhemerism? Like when you um, interpret mythology in a way where it's like this story originated from these real events that explain it. Oh, um, Which is, it, you know, it's not scientific necessarily. It's just like a nice way to think about things. So like- the, Yeah, uh, like the flood that we have records of uh, corresponding totally, with Noah kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So the the one with the acer and the Veneer, Because a lot of people who study Norse mythology are like, it's interesting that there are like these two sort of distinct houses of gods. And the story begins with them sort of like coming together and getting along after a war. Mm -hmm. Like, why do we need that detail? But like a lot of people think that because these people came so far from like Central Asia and then up West and into Europe, like they would have changed so much. And the Uhemrist explanation for the Aesir and the veneer is that they were two different sort of cultural pantheons. that different groups worshiped and then were one was some subsumed by the other and that like the winning quote unquote culture was that that worshiped the gods like Odin and Thor the Aesir and the like conquered peoples were the the ones who worshiped gods like Whoa. Frey and Freya and Yord and it's yeah. freaking
0: cool yeah uh, right
1: it, it just so yeah. i don't know how
2: a literal union of gods that's fascinating we, yeah we touched
0: on it briefly in the hercules episode the sort of like claiming of a mythological figure to justify or like make your own lineage or race or city more important or like give it that mythological place absolutely it's friggin' cool i didn't know there's a word That's for it cool. and so it
1: sort of so puts the Aesir not only as the the like more powerful gods in control but also as like having conquered these like literal representatives of like the earth and like the natural world right like that cool coded legitimacy i don't
2: know
0: that's
1: a really neat thing Dang.
2: i was just gonna say the like the origin of the earth probably affects thor a lot like in his origin story Uh, we should probably cover that just to establish like the mythos of yeah. Norse. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. So <laughs> Dang it. That, like this is the stuff I had highlighted. It's like the stuff I needed to get into if nothing else, this, okay, cool. So creation stories are, are my jam. I love studying creations. St- studying. I love Etiological reading about, myths. You say indeed. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm a fiend for, well, yeah, applying etiology when I can't see it. So like, uh, Creation stories have like, you know, we have like the four or five, like big groupings of types of cultural creation stories, like across the world, like doing the Campbellian hero's Journey stuff. Uh, people like categorizing things, right? So like a lot, of, Love it. a lot of creation stories are like creatio ex nihilo, which is like from nothing, right? So... Um, the idea is that it like you didn't could, think you were gonna get Latin on this podcast, right. so let me tell you, you can get some <laughs> basic ass Wikipedia Latin. All right, hell yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, it can. It, the idea is that your creation story is so fundamental to your culture and your sort of shared memory and 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 even the way you experience the idea of storytelling. Um, but it says a lot about you what you think was here before you. So. Like some have myths that, uh, where a God needs to create the world out of nothing. And so like with the Abrahamic religions at first, it was, God didn't create the world out of nothing. He created it from chaos. All the stuff of the universe was already there, but it was unordered. Um, so God brought order, right? Ooh. That
2: makes me feel, as an incredibly anxious person, like, so happy and safe and happy. Ooh,
0: <laughs> yeah. you
2: put everything into a little
0: box right. and it's a little... <laughs> I like the idea of, like, what if all of, like, you know, Newtonian physics were just
1: introduced in a second? <laughs> like, yeah. what does that mean? That's what I'm thinking of. Like, thinking about a visual, uh, visualization of that is, like, pretty profound. It's pretty awesome. It's like uh, that one moment where Jafar's a genie, like the stuff that he's
0: Uh, (laughs) That
1: is what I think of when I consider cosmic power.
0: (laughs) So I I actually... Phenomenal uh, cosmic power.
1: Yeah, like chaos (laughs) and cosmos are opposites. One is disorder and one is order. And so like, that's where, that's why these words are so like all over mythology in general. Um, The Greek conception of like, what we consider just broadly mythology is the history of like order being brought to the universe
0: yeah wow. stuff getting like put into the purview of certain gods like yeah. people getting assigned functions of the earth oh that's so cool it's so cool we treat
2: we treat like uh d- d- neuroses like they're a new thing ever since like you know <laughs> I I don't know
0: the internet. The seventies, yeah.
2: Yeah. Like, uh, unless you were Woody Allen, like that was a new a new thing for people. But it's comforting to know it's existed for like millennia. (laughs) People have always been concerned about what's going on. What the hell is going on? (laughs) What the hell is going
0: on? I think of that John Mulaney bit of "What are you? Who? What is that? Who? There, put that down. (laughs) We're cagey creatures.
1: That's entirely it. And Mm so I need to go faster through this because I keep getting distracted, but like, so you got from nothing or from chaos. And then within that, there are sort of like three really broad groupings for like how the human world begins. So you've got like the emergence myth um, where, which is like a lot of North America uh, where someone, people come out of the ground. Um, Oh yeah. Then you got earth diver stories, which are everywhere from Asia to North America um, where like, an animal or a person needs to dive down into primordial water and bring up a bit of mud. And then they make the earth from that mud.
2: That's me. That's how I was made. <laughs>
1: or, <laughs> the third one, which is like the sort of covers the Greek and the Norse. Cause I know you guys have talked about Heracles, um, mm-hmm. is like the world parent, which is where you either have someone like Ymir the giant who gives his body becomes the earth. Um, and like his brains are the clouds and his skull is the sky and his blood is the water. Right. Yeah. Wow. and he kills him. Or you have a parent where it's like, there is like an earth and sky, usually like Gaia Genius
0: and Gaia. Yeah, exactly.
1: And they're doing it. And then, uh, yeah. you know, they do it and then the world is there in some way. Nice. Uh, <laughs> and so I'm not going to do the whole Norse creation story. Cause like, that's that's what it is odin kills ymir and the world is made that way but thor uh he is the son of odin's union with yord who is a giantess but she is also just literally the earth Her her name means earth and in some versions of the story she is literally the earth and in these stories it's like odin mated with the earth and thor was the child right and so and that's nice. why he's
0: so attached to
1: the earth yeah he's like he's, he's attached to the earth so he's sort of got that like soft compassionate veneer angle and he's got the Odin warrior mentality but also he's like sort of a like a primordial hero figure like like Cronus coming from Ooh. Gaia and Uranus right like it's it kind of puts Thor above pretty much all the other Aesir in, except Odin maybe and Loki in a very specific way um
2: That is fascinating to think that he really is of the earth because the comics and movies completely disregard that.
0: Oh, you'd think so. But (laughs) let me tell you. (laughs)
2: Hot take coming. Yeah. Hot take coming. Hot and ready.
0: Like, I especially don't want to get into how the Marvel Comics universe justifies having every pantheon as real guys that can hang out and punch each other. But... uh, (laughs) Uh, thor is in this one or in this series literally the child of gaia so it makes uh, like you know they, she, they just took yeah they kind of did it and they use that as a justification for why he's so attached to humans and you know has to stop them uh from being destroyed by the radioactive man and the gray gargoyle
2: that's the Congress? That's all canon they, they have him yeah in- what but <laughs> in the movie they completely changed that they have freya as Thor's mom. Do they call her that? She's just like a lady. I think it's Freya.
0: I think Um, it is, yeah, Lady Freya, I think I remember Anthony Hopkins saying at one point. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, no, it's like, surprise, it's comic books. Did you know we can do whatever the hell we want to our continuity?
2: Pardon me, it's Freya. Unless it's pronounced Freya. Well, in the movies, is
1: it it actually, like, is she credited as Freya? Yeah. Okay, just because that is worth saying that, like, uh, another you know there's no one source uh norse stuff kind of uses basically one big source which is that icelandic guy in the 1200s because so little of it is <laughs> written down but like that various points people think that freya was odin's wife from the veneer like they fought and then the aesir and veneer were together and odin married freya and some people <laughs> think that frigo was there before and brought from uh, like a different group, or or just that like the languages are writing the names differently, but they're so similar that it could even just be like mistakes and misinterpretations. Like yeah, them oh. Y's
0: and G's are pretty similar even in our modern script. I could see that yeah.
1: being a real problem. So that's a pretty legit dispute. So I actually I thought the movies had named her Freya. Is there a different Freya in the movies?
0: There's a Sif. uh
1: Right. His like his like
0: three. That's his on and off again godly girlfriend. <laughs> Nah. Ooh, when he's well, not they, being turned into a mortal all the time to learn a lesson yeah,
2: yeah. well they call her freya in um god of war they call her freya and it's the same thing of the uh aesir and the was it the veneer yeah. um getting together over like a pact and odin marrying her because of that yeah and obviously it turns sour and all that. i had forgotten so, that
0: angle was in the game that rules
2: Yeah. And she's a sick witch.
1: Totally. She's so cool. And I'm excited for, well, I guess you haven't finished the game yet, so I won't talk about that. But um,
2: it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. I can't wait to
1: have to buy a PS5 to play. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, though. That thing's gonna move units. (laughs) Uh. But, like, it is true that a lot of the stories that I was reading, um, Freya features heavily. She's involved in the hijinks of Odin and Loki and Thor. Like, she's usually like someone wants to marry her basically. And she's not into it basically all the time that happens, but like nice Friga, Yeah, she's like the girl Ninja turtle,
0: like added to the party. Of <laughs> <boys>. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: but Frega's only, okay. Not only, but basically her only thing is that she's um, often portrayed as the mother in the story where Balder dies. Um, right like she's Baldur is odin and Frigga's son and he's so beautiful and perfect and wise he's like the best guy ever and long story short everybody loves him except loki because everyone loves him so Frigga, his mom makes a deal with everything in the universe that it won't hurt Baldur, and so he's invincible except holly is it
0: uh oh shoot i thought it was mistletoe, mistletoe think? i
1: think yeah because it's like a missile aimed at his toe and so loki <laughs> convinces mistletoe not to do it or she forgets or something and then they're oh, having yeah, a party no. yep because
0: he was the one that was dunked to become invincible right
1: he was, he is was it just, dunking? Well no, like Frega Frega made him invincible by getting everything in the world to agree to
0: Oh right okay, right sorry yeah. I'm conflating his his story with the like Achilles, later Achilles myth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My but
2: what an incredible what an incredible soccer mom move. For of, real? Like calling everyone in the school <laughs> and being like
0: my boy Boulders
2: is precious. <laughs> He's precious and he deserves to be taken care of. Do you
0: agree? <laughs> yeah, sign this binding contract. <laughs> And mistletoe I, I, won't. It just lights a cigarette yeah. and says, and, I play dodgeball as hard as I want, lady.
1: And so Loki does like puts a little extra little jerk boy sauce on it by giving mistletoe they're all having a fun contest, throwing everything in the universe at Balder and it doesn't hurt him at all and everyone loves it. <laughs> and then it hurt him. Loki you can't hurt him. <laughs> yeah. Can't, can't hurt him. Hurt him. <laughs> and then Loki goes to Baldur's blind brother, who loves Balder so much but is blind. And says, yep. get in on the fun, man. And Blind Brother's like, yay. And he whips the them. Baldur killing him instantly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Loki really knows how to bring down everyone's good time.
2: <laughs> Can you imagine watching, like, the most powerful man in the world have a twig thrown at him and then, ah, ah,
0: ah, ah, oh, and it, ah, Oh, it breaks my heart because then Baldur's like, ha, 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 why is no one else laughing? Or not Baldur, but this blind brother. Yeah, dude. <laughs> damn it. it is a profoundly
1: uncool clown by Loki. Like, yeah, damn. <laughs> so he dies and this sort of is signaling like the end of the golden age and like bad things are coming. But that's like in some stories, I think it's still Freya is his mom there. But like from the stuff I looked at and from what I understand are the more well-known things. That's Frigga's only thing, uh, or or like okay. big plot.
2: So point. she's she's not the son, or she's not the f- mother of Thor. She isn't correct. It, it's just Gaia. Okay, so different. And different by
0: Gaia moms.
1: we mean Yord.
2: Yord. Yeah. Yord. My mom Yord. That was a really
1: cool name. You can also call her Fjorgen. Dang. And I will. Yeah, exclusively. <laughs> Which means land.
0: <laughs> man, I feel like sometimes the Scandinavian people are just having fun with us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a good explanation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Odin oh, uh, wow, came down he was like biting his lip like, look at this fucking land.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Six to midnight. God, which, which also like really works though, because he—that's like totally the A series. God, whoa, maybe, wow, I totally am reconceptualizing the world and like a. This is very convincing, is what I'm saying.
2: Where would you find the titties?
1: <laughs> I'm gonna buy a hammer t- necklace.
2: <laughs> <laughs> are like the Alps like Jorgen's giant titties? Like, Damn. Are, that's a good how, question. How does this, where does he go? Fuck the earth. Anyway. Right. I
0: like when TV shows are like, and now there's just a lady that looks like, that we're just going to call that person. She's going to have sex with Sinbad or whatever is happening. Right. But to be fair, (laughs) it does
1: seem like both Greek and Norse mythology are good examples of doing that all the time. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Even the Nemean lion was also a babe sometimes. (laughs) You can't even get it straight if it's killing her fucking man.
0: Yeah, this is like oh, he strangled her already. Ugh. Ugh. Uh,
2: so Thor pops out of the earth. I'm guessing. Yeah, presumably. Uh, and
0: gets himself some goats. And says, "Let's get him moving." He does have two goats that pull. Ah, uh, yeah. I want to talk about how he has goats that pull his chariot because I think that's nice. wonderful. In the Marvel universe, they are tooth nasher and tooth something else biter or something. Yeah, is their that- names are
1: <laughs> something like that. It's um- yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, you know, we, if I had to choose an animal for a little one-man chariot, it might be goats.
2: Is there anything more important that we should talk about just in terms of, like, Thor coming around or, like, any of the old stories we should go over? Because I know there's one that I was always fascinated with. I think it was Freya getting forced to marry a frost oh, giant. Oh, yeah, I got, then... I got
1: all the deets on that.
2: Yeah, so, oh, let's yeah, do some on of on the me. myths
1: sure. for sure. Okay, I'm so into this. If you guys are down, I've got so many here.
2: Yeah,
1: so they're um, so fun. So there, there are a ton. I have them sort of ranked in order of like importance, but um, I could read you. I got primary sources here, y'all. Like, uh, oh, you can cut some um, of this if it's dry as hell. Uh, and then yeah, Tom read nine pages be. of poetry. Oh, oh no! <laughs> so <laughs> it might be. It's
0: probably wonderful. Uh, there, there's a,
1: I'll do this one first, Sarah, and then I'll do the one that you mentioned. Um, Sweet. Like it's seen as one of Thor's most central deeds. So like after the Veneer and the Aesir are friends, they're living together. They're all in Valhalla. They have nice walls there because the Aesir are like builders. They get the dwarves to make whatever they want, basically. A mysterious figure shows up and he's like, your walls are pretty lame, looking pretty sad. Uh, If you give me some dope payment, I will make the greatest walls in the universe. And all it's going to cost is Freya. To marry me because that'd be dope
2: <laughs> or like Yo. some macrame art like what
1: do we never seen walls like this so frey is like no and uh Odin's oh, like, like hold on yeah, Odin's like, but, because and like just because i haven't said it yet it's it's like they've got the compelling reason for odin he's got the wisdom and he's got the runes Uh, And he's got the one eye and he's chiefly concerned with surviving the apocalypse, which he knows is coming and is really hard to work around. So he's like really paranoid all the time, basically. And I
0: also love that, like the top figure doesn't have to be infallible, like that he can be sneaky (laughs) and we can look up to him for that. And that's
1: wonderful. I think you hit the nail on the head there. That's absolutely what compels me about this is that he is in his quest to be infallible so fallible uh all the (laughs) like making mistakes out of fear like the more he knows the more uh resigned he sort of becomes internally but like afraid and aggressive he is and desperate to do something to change it like
0: yeah prophecy kind of leads to the end justifies the means kind of thinking (laughs) yeah
1: and he Whoa. will, at Ragnarok, have sort of the most brutal and, and seen as, like, most tragic and horrifying death um, eaten by the wolf that he, like, sort of allowed to live in a previous story that was, like, destined to kill him. <laughs> and then he's Whoa. just so determined to make not happen. It's going to eat him good. Yeah, that's, that's fascinating. Like Captain Hook and that
0: crocodile, Dude, just a faded beast enemy <laughs> is the coolest. That's a
1: really legit connection, I think. Thank <laughs> you, because
0: uh, he also eats tears hand, doesn't he? So there's some yeah. well, implied yeah. hook hands, maybe. Fucking
1: Moby Dick, like yeah, this is a this is a thing. Right? versus
0: the most kick-ass version of nature, the movie Orca. But
1: it's also always about how, like, that's so. Tragic and pointless because the animal's kind of like whatever, dude. Like (laughs) it's doing my thing. Exactly.
2: (laughs) (laughs) uh,
1: Wolf's
0: gonna uh, wolf.
2: Yeah. uh, gonna whale. It's nice to see a a deity be afraid because in monotheism we don't really see that ever. Yeah, (laughs) totally. It's it's nice to see like a human reaction from something far beyond humanity. in a way.
1: And this is why, legitimately i mean this with all sincerity jesus was the ultimate rebrand right because it's yeah. like no 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 that also applies but dude i feel you the manager can be a real jerk sometimes <laughs> right Between it's the whole me. concept of <laughs> the trinity
0: is like god's not relatable <laughs> we're losing teens
1: That <laughs> <laughs> really is all
2: it's all Pepsi. It's all Pepsi. <laughs> the
1: long, slow loss of teens as a demo is the history of civilization. Jesus. <laughs> oh, that says a lot about how, like,
0: uh, you know, our economic system is more like our religious system <laughs> and how
1: it dictates I mean, all our behavior. Yeah. They really- Show
2: me Jesus Fortnite dancing and then <laughs>
1: I'll consider. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, uh, Odin's yeah. scared, so he wants to do the wall deal. Uh, and he oh, yeah. Loki and Odin convince Freya and Thor and others and Heimdall if he's there that like we're gonna make him build it fast and they make him do it in like three days and it's like that's impossible so he could never do it so we won't have to give him Freya so he does it and <laughs> he does it magically fast and Odin's like
2: you guys never seen drywall before it's not that hot <laughs> it it's not that,
1: that like an hour. No. <laughs> And Odin's like, fuck, Please. and Thor's like, I've got this, and he just kills the dude. <laughs> and everyone's like, I mean, that did <laughs> you know, that did solve the problem, but it feels like something bad's gonna happen now.
0: Yeah, there's always that one guy in D&D that like doesn't have time to talk to NPCs. <laughs> He's like, I got this, guys. <laughs> uh, I thought this was the Slepnir story. I thought that was the wall-building guy who had a horse that helped him. Uh, build the wall so fast. Yeah,
1: for sure. There are tons of details that I left out there. Um, Oh, cool, cool, cool. Absolutely. And and like the stories are also told. So like, I'll just say really quickly that the two primary sources for basically 90% of the stories we have that are popularly told about Norse and Germanic mythology are all from this guy named Snorri Sturluson who wrote them down in 1200 in Iceland because these were all oral traditions for most of the time that they were being told. The Romans documented a few specific things because they do, but they were just basically like Thor, Jupiter, Odin, Mercury, done. Move it on. Call them this (laughs) now. We are not interested in the details. Uh, (laughs) But like the Christian and monks in Christian Europe were like, no, like not allowed. Hey, Hey, not allowed. Uh, So (laughs) like, nothing got written down until like a really post-christian period basically where people who had like a really specific and niche interest and the ability to read these old norse languages just happened to do it whoa so we've got like a fraction of a fraction which is often true mythology but um
0: right mm-hmm. like we talked about our athena or athens focused take on a lot of mythology for our uh, greek yeah episode that's a that's Herodic a great episode.
1: example but then the last thing I'll say on that is just like a lot of people think that it's the Christian obsession with the last judgment that sort of informs the Ragnarok side of Norse mythology being written down at all. Cause it's being written down by people who either are Christian or are Christian adjacent or brought up wow. near or associated with Christianity in some way. Right. Because we, we just interpret and tweak things in ways that make inherent sense to us. Um,
0: and, yeah, nothing sells a religion like an impending uh, doomsday. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, that has, uh, like, not only do we know what happens after death, but we know when
1: the whole thing ends. Some some people thought it was sort of like a judgment, like Odin's destined to fail. Like, we, like, maybe read more depth mm. into it than the Christian authors wanted to give it. This is just, a, again, a theory that I don't think you can conclusively prove. But, like, that Odin is doomed because he's you know, this this end that he can't avoid is coming um, is, if you read it in a Christian lens, like, condescending and judgmental. Like, of course he's doomed. Right. Because right? he's not... I
2: think it's just because not really...
1: Christ. Yeah, yeah, Christ.
0: <laughs> gotcha.
2: I just think it's an interesting idea that, like, humanity, if we... I mean, we invented these stories, so it's, like, conclusively saying, like, we can't last forever. Like, something's got to happen eventually. Like, we can't keep this party going nonstop for eternity and that's really comforting in a way yeah to think like they, they kind of saw an end it's i agree like,
0: yeah well and if you want to tie it to human themes like nothing is more defining about what a human is than the animal that knows it's gonna die <laughs> and <laughs> think about it for like a hundred years <laughs> and
2: we'll only yeah. think about that for a hundred years yeah <laughs> good morning i'm gonna die <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is jaguar <laughs> thanks a lot ape brain
2: well, maybe we should talk about more, more stories. I interrupted that one. So he kills, he just kills the Yeah.
1: Guy. And it's sort of the, the <laughs> oldest, and I didn't even finish. Uh, we, I keep getting distracted, I'm sorry. But so yeah, like I'll just read this poem. This is from the, the, the two sources of Snorri Sturluson are the Prose Edda and the Poetic Edda, both of which are just collections of popular stories. Not popular, but like, well, they were popular. Um, the majority of which are in poetic verse and then a smaller selection are written out long form in prose. Um, This is the first poem in the Poetic Edda. So after the wall guy says, I built the wall, um, you got to pay me with Freya," This is from the Cirrus's prophecy. Thor alone struck a blow there, swollen with rage. He seldom sits still when he hears such things said. The oaths broke apart, the words and the promises, all the solemn pledges which had passed between them. So like, it really makes a big deal of the fact that Thor in acting this way has like, broken his word and the aesir's word in like a primal fashion and that like yeah that's a very huge societal taboo (laughs) yeah so you know face the norns or whatever now has like rotated on this um much later in the poem then the glorious son of earth odin's son so son of earth right uh anyway yeah then the glorious son of earth odin's son advances to fight against the serpent in his wrath the defender of earth strikes all men must leave their homesteads Nine steps Fjorgan's child takes with difficulty from the serpent of whom scorn is never spoken because he is the world. So that's saying sort of like because of all this stuff, when Thor has to fight the serpent, like he'll kill the serpent, but the serpent's going to kill him. And Thor famously takes nine or ten steps after killing the serpent before dying to the poison. Oh, Whoa. That's, that's so, so metal. metal It's yeah. pretty awesome <laughs>
0: <No>! <laughs> but I don't have
1: a guitar here yeah. <laughs> uh, That rules and I love all of that It's cool that like One of his chief things is, is being strong and rash And like those are both at play In this sort of central poem That's like a real hinge point For the overall story of the Aesir um, and like their ultimate doom well um, oh man but let's i'll i will tell that story we're we are gonna go for a while right like i'm not just like taking up all the time i'm talking so fucking no good. you keep we it get... up
0: i'm gonna jump in with all my shit okay, after good, so good, talk yeah. yourself to exhaustion i'm gonna keep it right <laughs> keep doing okay, it okay. keep it easy sweet, twisted jokes of mine and then uh we'll have a good conversation. <laughs> you're <time>.
2: twisted <laughs> Dang, you're bad oh you're can't so stop bad. me
1: I go there.
2: <laughs>
1: um, Please so, continue. Is... <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm just trying to find this one. So, this, this is, is DJ this is, Jazzy Dam. This is, <laughs> this is uh, Prim's poem. So, the giant Primer steals Thor's hammer, Mjolnir, his famous hammer that never misses and always comes back to his hand, whatever else. It's magic. Handles too short, still pretty good. <laughs> it's so we can throw it more yeah, yeah yeah uh so prim steals the hammer and he's like if you want it back freya's got to marry me and freya's like no uh and so thor's like please <laughs> uh, <laughs> you don't understand
2: he's him and then the, <laughs> please you will give it back i told him to but he wouldn't yeah and like but i told him <laughs> uh
1: Odin and Heimdall and Loki are like Freya, please do it though, because without Balnir, we'll instantly die. Um, <laughs> it really, oh, no. it, it does seem very important, and like even Thor agrees. Like I can't kill all the giants in the world without it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, instantly she's like, no, <laughs> and they're like, damn, like they're surprised at how cold it is that she's just saying no so fast.
2: Girl, you cold, like no. <laughs> They, they like really
1: want us to feel like she's bad for saying no. How dare she!
2: Oh, can we describe the guy that she's being proposed to marry? Because like, when is he a frost giant? He's, is he a giant? Well,
1: yeah, I, like he's a giant. And, like, it's very nebulous what that means. <laughs> it right. is.
2: Are they bigger? Dude, they're all just, sizes.
1: Come on. <laughs> one of the sizes the story needs them to be Yeah, there's there's <laughs> a size where they're the size of a mountain, and there's stories where they're the size of a person, and there's stories where they look like they're the size of a mountain, but they're actually the size of a person. Huh. So,
2: in theory, she could be marrying a mountain man who would literally just, like, drop his giant dong on her <laughs> killing her instantly.
0: I was hoping or we'd like, get to this. killing her instantly. <laughs> so,
2: Or just a guy, like, which is also not great. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so if durability is your concern, they've got you covered, because their idea is to put Thor in a wedding dress and give him to the dude. <laughs> this rules hercules was Odin's also cross-dressing
0: for a good while right and yeah there's a lot of cool parallels between the heroic
1: stories of just the two yes. guys we've already talked about i agree Work, and it's like bitch. it's like a very central thing that like a hero if one of their things is manliness like if you want to be sympathetic you have to be challenged oh, yeah. right so like he's achilles got too yeah dude oh. totally and, like, Thor often gets called, like, stupid and made fun of for being stupid, and it makes him feel bad. Like, he has to... And then he triumphs, right? So, it's like he... he, the It is a conscious effort to humanize him, I think, and endear him to us.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, no one likes the guy that never tells a bad story about himself, right? Like, yeah. w- if we can't see humility and vulnerability, there's no reason to connect to you. You're
1: a robot. Yeah.
2: Or a sense of humor. It sounds like yeah. this is kind
1: of a gag story yes. and everyone would be like ah ha! Of- <laughs> this, this is very much seen as um, one of the most popular poems that would have been told in Norse and Germanic communities. Like people would have loved this. Kids would have been clapping. People would have been like drinking. This was like a popular fucking scald story and I think that's really cool and fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So Thor dresses as the bride and Loki goes as the bridesmaid and they go to Jotunheim <laughs> for the wedding. Um. He's you know, through the ceremony, there's like some real comedy bits like Thor eats an entire ox by himself and everyone's like, oh boy, <laughs> she's got an appetite, Prim." <laughs> and, <laughs> Jesus. And like the, the poem is sort of formatted where every time it happens, Loki provides sort of like a funny and clever explanation for like why this is still a Freya. And like It's also
0: just hitting me that these all would be stories with a laugh track. Like yeah. I, oh my god,
1: this is exactly you know Roseanne <laughs> happening <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Um so then they in perhaps in bad taste, Mjolnir is passed into Thor's hands as part of the wedding ceremony. Uh oh, please. I don't know why they thought that was necessary, but so Thor just my like, darling, it, they have- killed him. <laughs> <laughs> No one's ready <laughs> for a secret plan,
0: and, and then kills everybody.
2: Oh no! And they
0: leave. Yeah.
2: So he's just like, "Wow, thanks."
0: <laughs> you gave me my hammer back, but the mistake you made—thinking I wouldn't kill you with—yeah, great. <laughs> Uh oh. so yeah. Just he's like Hercules kind of is sent into a fit of madness and has to kill everyone around him. Yeah. Even though it's
1: not a good idea. It's it's like yeah. it made me think of Superman too, right? How like with this he like can't lose and without it he can't win. So it's like all the tension comes from getting the thing away from him.
0: It just yeah. and right. in
1: terms of Superman being like he always wins or like unless the he got kryptonite, yeah. yeah and know. like literally Thor in
0: the Marvel Universe uh, starts that way as well where it's like a magic stick that has the power of Thor and becomes his hammer and if he drops it oh no he's just normal what Harold Blake that is Crap? That? uh yeah let me get back to it I've scrolled back to the publication history to talk about how even the first comic wasn't about Thor it was in Journey into Mystery number 83 <laughs> <laughs> uh and it was more of like a sword and sorcery genre and it was after that that stan lee sort of started like giving him a superhero outfit and trying ah. to flavor him that way 1962
1: right. that oh in. wow it yeah. goes
2: back that part okay it is a mm-hmm. that's impressive it's an
1: impressive dot to connect to make him a superhero at all and not just be like yeah no he's like fighting fantasy guys like he's a he's a fantasy guy very clearly yeah Exactly,
0: like it, it's a really cool mix of uh, sword and sorcery and sci-fi. Like, <laughs> I uh, uh, and you get all that. Kirby crackle kind of animation going into it just looks so weird
2: and I can imagine little boys everywhere be, picking up sticks and being like I'm a tour you're I totally right him.
0: yeah it's also the he-man thing that's a it very could good be point me.
2: it could be me like I could be the powerful one which is so fun for little kids to picture like having some huge effect on the world which wow that's cute
0: <laughs> yeah, you guys henry blake is uh the mash commander who's not very good at being a soldier and likes fishing uh donald blake is the name of thor as a guy <laughs>
1: donald
2: I, i'm sorry donald mm-hmm. uh i missed the the part do do they talk about in the comic books is it still like a worthiness thing of like holding the hammer oh yeah like, if if someone else picks it up, it picks up that stick. They won't just turn into Thor. No, exactly. They... You
0: can't do it unless you're worthy, but you can still turn into Thor if you are worthy and pick up the hammer.
2: So for real, so someone who's just like a really good dude, like volunteers and stuff, and is like, you know, uh, holds doors open, would pick it up and be like, wow, I am a god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> if he's worthy enough. I'm holding in my hands right now the bottle opener I bought 10 years ago when I was really into comic books uh that has the inscription whoever holds this hammer if he be worthy shall possess the power of thor
2: that's oh that's so cute to think of like yeah. an aspirational thing they talk about it in the movies like the first movie uh is pretty jankly written i'll i'll admit <laughs> but like there are parts of it that i really appreciate where yeah. it's like he, he isn't worthy and he he's this like pretty boy who comes from spaceland and just like gets to most of the time gets to do literally whatever he wants like he incites a war for just like someone crashing his birthday party basically and uh his dad sends them to earth or sends him alone and he can't pick up the hammer anymore because he's not worthy of it because he's yeah. acting like a brat and like he doesn't understand how powerful he is and how he affects the universe and then eventually when he gets humility again he could pick it up um only when he like sacrifices himself in like the very jesus trope can he like pick it up again and like You know,
0: and that's a very Western, yeah, exactly. Take on an Asgardian sense of worthiness is the like martyr, like Jesus myth kind of thing, right? Sacrifice of the self is what we think of as the hero now, as opposed to the ancient Greek, like, great man that could just do whatever morality be danged,
2: or the ancient, like, the, the Norse. Take, which is that he just inherently deserves it. I mean, wh- why does he get the? Well, hammer? like his
0: intentions are good, but he's kind of an asshole, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <Yes. laughs>
1: his, uh, his possession of he's... it is not contingent on anything. It's made for him, and it's sort of by the by the dwarves. And it's like it's nec- It's so powerful that it is necessary for him to have it for them to have any chance of surviving Ragnarok, or even mm. bringing about the like Ragnarok stalemate that brings a new world. Uh, crap! That's cool. Uh, that's
0: the really like cool. cyclical nature of the end of the world. Yeah, <laughs> and like, oh, <laughs> do it again. You,
1: it only happened the same way. Can I do one more? Because it's really short. Just yeah. Because yeah. 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 This is just cool. They're fascinating. They, they so are, and there's too many to do all of them anyway. But so this was just one that was novel to me. um So it's called Alvismal, and it's all wise's sayings. So in the Alvismal, Thor. Tricks a dwarf named Alvis to his doom upon finding that he seeks to wed his daughter. Uh, <laughs> so, so Thor's daughter, Thrud, uh, awesome. or Tr- awesome name, yeah, I know. She it, that might not even be her name, it's like too, totally unclear. Uh, maybe, maybe <laughs> she has no name, she's yeah. definitely a bit of a McGuffin. She does not have any
0: lines. See, I pictured Thrud as like, Hey, I'm Thrud, you want to marry me? Dwarf? <laughs> <Call> me <Thrud>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um.
1: So Alvi wants to. Alvis wants to marry Thrud, um, and they, they actually meet. It's just, it's a cute coincidence that they bump into each other, and Alvis uh, starts talking about this beautiful it's girl a he wants to marry, and Thor's like, oh, my God, that's Thrud. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is a Steve Martin movie at this point. So, so he immediately, yeah, it, very much. He's immediately like, I didn't give my permission. You did this while I was away fighting in the east. You jerk. People keep doing things while I am away in the East. And they do. Uh, <laughs> and so he needs to earn Thor's consent. So Thor says, to do this, for me to grant my blessing, you got to tell me what I want to know about all the worlds that you've visited. And so then he just says a little bit about each of the nine worlds and the reader gets to learn a bit about cosmology. It's like deep oh. cosmological lore from Alvis. We're not going to do any <laughs> of that. Uh, so, Thor says like wow I've never met anybody smarter um, you're so smart thanks for telling me all that stuff in such great detail you idiot uh, because then the, <laughs> the sun comes up and he turns to stone and dies oh no Wait, that? And just like says, the Gandalf trolls yes so <laughs> Thor says day dawns on you now dwarf now sun shines on the hall and then Alvis turns to stone and that's I guess Thor's cool victory line. that's what but,
2: you get for loving my daughter
1: yeah. <laughs> like i guess it, it's good thor writing because it's like a pretty weak victory line but uh yeah <laughs> well it's also
0: how uh, bart survives sideshow bob by oh, tricking yeah. him into doing all the gilbert and sullivan songs <laughs> <laughs> like we like a rascally hero it's yeah. cool that thor's not just headstrong and can do a you know like wait out the clock
1: game theory kind of play totally and he's
2: definitely a himbo but like with some agency and some
1: forethought Mm -hmm. well it also this this to me totally feels like an odin story so it's like totally it's weird that it's thor but i think it just speaks to Thor was a lot more popular than Odin in a lot of like really relatable day-to-day worship kind of ways for people maybe so right
0: and this could have very easily been an Odin story that totally. people were
1: like eh, Odin doesn't really fit the narrative we're just gonna combine them <laughs> <laughs> we'd, we'd like it to be <laughs> Thor so it's Thor but yeah I thought that this was very clearly like and and not in a hidden or surprising way like this is Gandalf in the Hobbit with the trolls for sure awesome oh, yeah. um And again, maybe that's why I think it's an Odin story because Gandalf is like literally unapologetically Odin. Like he is Odin. It's not even even a thing. He's just like, oh yeah, like make him look like Odin dude to anybody who ever drew Gandalf.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, exactly. Is why he's like, Christopher Lee, you got to do it. You got to be him. You have such an Odin vibe.
1: (laughs) So yeah, uh, mainly I just thought that was cute and a good way of showing that Thor sort of was in a lot of stories you might not expect him to be in. Besides the ones about being a himbo and saving people. Yeah, this is very good. oh Thor is an interesting. Like all in all, uh, I-, I did a decent amount of reading, and th- honestly, I thought Thor was more interesting. Uh, he-, he was more interesting to read about than I thought he'd be. A little more complex uh, than I gave him. I didn't credit. expect that at all. Yeah. Thanks, Thor. Oh man
2: thor i thought he would be like movie thor yeah i thought they i thought they mirrored that more and uh movie thor i mean like taika watiti definitely came and brought some flavor and made him like a little more tongue-in-cheek and cuter and have that fourth thought like and planning but uh in the other three movies other two movies no i mean
1: he's in a lot of movies
2: yeah And there we have it. Part one. Thor is done. In our haste. And because the recording ran into almost three hours, we did not record. a Goodbye. So I'm going to do it for all three of us. Thank you so much for joining us on Paragon Marathon. And we'll catch you for Thor part two. Give me, give me Thor. Give me Thor. Give me Thor. Okay, that was enough. Goodbye. Have a great day.